Haley. I'm Amanda. And, and we're Haley and Amanda. And you're listening to the Haley and Amanda podcast. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome, welcome. It is a dreary day here in Dallas, Texas. Stormy, raining, the works. It's uh, one of those days where you stay in your sweats all day and you um, play Alto's Adventures on your TV oh. and introduce it to your best friend and then get addicted and then you don't do anything else and then you're like, it's already time to record the podcast. <laughs> And then you play a little bit longer. Because you can't stop, won't stop, too scared to stop. Raise your hand if you've heard of Alto's Adventures. Anyone? Don't. It's embarrassing. Just don't raise your hand ever. Like <laughs> to answer questions premise. at school or anything. You'll be wrong. Mm. <laughs> Great teacher you are. Yeah. Um. So welcome back to our podcast. This week is all about where are we gonna live? Oh, oh wait, geez. let's do it How like do a you segment. Choose? Let's do it like a segment, like five. Ba da, ba, ba, ba. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You do the you do the music, and I'll do the where are we gonna live part. And this week the topic is ba da ba 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 da da ba. Don't know where to come in. Can you do it one more time? Yeah. Yeah. Wait. Do Mario Brothers though, but do. Do Mario Brothers, not the Dana, but do the other one, the upbeat one. I don't know what it is. Mario Brothers, it's. Okay, wait. I always sing no. it. No, you do da 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 da. Okay, don't do that. Do the do the or Bewitched. Yeah, do Bewitched. Okay, ready? I forgot Bewitched. <laughs> <laughs> Just do da 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 da. Just do that. That's not right, Jeopardy. Okay. <laughs> All right, this week it's not. What is da, it? Da, 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 like that. This came to me. Okay. You know what they called me in high school? Screech. <laughs> you know what they called Amanda? Jessica Turtle. <laughs> Wait, that's not her name. No. Oh my God. Why we're so off. I don't know. From Saved by the Bell. We don't know any of our references today. What's her name? Turtle. Lisa Turtle and Jessica Stephanopoulos. <laughs> okay. Um, so for today's topic, where are we going to live? This is a conversation I would say Haley and I have with each other at least three times a day. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking, is she going to say once a week? And then I'm going to interrupt her and say a day. And then you went three times a day. Yeah. Because it is, I mean, we text each other some Zillow's some articles and my husband too. Like this is my life is texting about where am I going to live? Yeah. And, and Zillowing. Now, we don't text at all about where we do live. <laughs> I'll tell you that. And talk about a, a podcast that's trying to really help people stay in the present. Stay present. Be we're, grateful. Yeah, we're talking about the future where we're going to live a lot. <laughs> it's my, you know what? This is a sign. But you know what? And honestly, this topic of conversation has not just been in our lives during quarantine. It's way before that. But I do think that a lot of people during quarantine have uh, had these this, thoughts. Yes. And okay, the, the thing, well, let me let me preface this conversation. Da, 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 da. Where to live. <laughs> <laughs> screech. <laughs> that's my, that's how I screech. 
you say screech. <laughs> screech. <laughs> I'm about to fall off the couch. How do you do screech? How do you do it? I can't remember. I just went. You said er screech. <laughs> I did not. It's weird that you're a musician because you're not hearing what's happening. <laughs> it's like Joey when speaking French. Yes, that's how I feel right now. Yeah, and she's and like Désolé. No, she's and like Je m'appelle Claude, and he's like blah 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 blah. blah, blah. <laughs> that's how I feel right now. I want to live in France. Can I just <laughs> do the preface here? Yeah. Screech. Preface. I want to say that. This is, I think, a conversation every person has with themselves or with, you know, maybe their partner at some point in their life because we're going to talk about all the things that tie you to a place, too. Yeah, that tie you to a place and that call you to a place. Yes. So why we chose to talk about this is because... Like Haley said, we think about it a lot, but especially in quarantine, and I think a lot of people, especially in quarantine, because we've been stuck in our homes and, well, and I should say not just stuck in our homes, but stuck in our homes and what we can do in nature around our homes. Mm -hmm. And if you live in a place that doesn't have a lot of nature, you're thinking, that's funny. Why do I live here? Because I don't have restaurants and places to go with so what do I do exactly yeah so anyways um, also just as a part of the preface I would like to add that if you are someone who has traveled before and been in other very beautiful places I think that those thoughts are popping into our minds like drool worthy like man I just wish I was there remember when we went to Italy and they just live in such a nice life yeah, or places you've lived previously and that you came back here and you're just I think we're all kind of questioning if our like values and what's important to us does line up with where we live, not just in real life, but in real life. <laughs> I was going to say but in a pandemic. Like, Cuz this is, is two lives. Life? <laughs> we're living two like lives. It. it feels like it. Um so let's talk about first like what ties you to a place. And This is a conversation Haley and I have all the time about, first of all, comfort. Um, I think a lot of people stay where they're from Mm -hmm. because you just know it so well. And you, you have a community of people typically there where you're from Mm -hmm. because if you grew up there it's people that have known you pretty much your whole life either through family friends and your family. There's a lot of comfort in being known yeah and and Um, knowing the the place very well yeah even if it's a place you've maybe lived let's say like 10 years you didn't grow up there or something just getting that feel of a community whether you know the person at the grocery store you can maybe go somewhere by yourself and you don't feel like you're by yourself that is just pure comfort has nothing to do with the place itself maybe well and the older I get the more I think that means for me too is like knowing neighborhoods and Mm -hmm. knowing where to drive places and what's safe and what's sketchy and who has this and who doesn't and who the best OBGYN is and who, you know (laughs) what I mean? Like it's just like all these small things that you start to really learn about where you are 
where you have been living, you know, Mm -hmm. and your home that you, you would have to start all that over. And it's kind of like, I'm pretty comfortable knowing all this stuff. I've got this bank of information right here. And honestly, like just, I wasn't expecting to say this, but honestly over Christmas when we made the pledge of doing mostly local, Mm -hmm. it was kind of nice to be like, I know exactly where to get all this kind of, because I know these people, I want to support them and it's going to matter that I'm supporting them. I, and they're not just shop owners that are small businesses. They're like people we know. Right. Right. Whereas I feel like if you were in that stage, you were just saying about starting over, it would be fun to ask around, I guess, like, Hey, what are the local places I should support? But I think that there is something special about having a little community and the comfort of it. Absolutely. And Another thing that ties you, of course, is family ties. I'm not talking about the TV show. Why not? (laughs) But yeah, family ties, it's really hard because we always talk about this too, that we're we're close to our families, which is kind of a double-edged sword, right? Because you meet people who maybe don't have that close bond with their families. And it's like they're free birds. Yes. And and you're like, well, where are your parents living? They're like, we don't know. We don't even we like don't our care. parents. And we I'm like, oh my God, that's horrible. And I'm like, oh my gosh, what? you're so free. You're so free. And I'm not saying I envy that, but it's just kind of like when you have a family that you are close to, you want to be a part of their lives. Right. And especially as we're getting not old, but, you know, maturing and phases of our life are changing, you know, we want our families to, we want to be a part of their family. And also we want them to be a part and witness what's happening with us yeah and as your parents get older it's one of those things like you just realize your time is limited I'm not saying that our parents are dying soon but I mean it's just limited and I know that you never know when people will pass like life is precarious but it's also kind of like oh but my parents aren't they're getting older that's you can't fight it and I'd like to spend as much time with them as possible but on the other hand I was about to bring up the other hand I was just gonna I was just telling you this the other day it's really interesting that like my parents Mm -hmm. and most people moved away from their families to go start their life Mm -hmm. and still maintained close relationships with their parents but started their own journey somewhere else and that's mm. normal. It's very normal. and it, But there is some kind of like... You're giving up something. Yeah, there's like a... Oh, I'm not, I'm not thinking of the word, but like, like a passage that you're kind of going over when you say, I'm now going to choose to, you know, make this decision either for my own life or for me and my partner's life. We're starting our own thing. But, you know, because when you're by yourself I guess or whenever you're younger you feel like that is your family right you're not separate from them right but yeah when you start your own family it's kind of like what are we going to do for us right there's like a little passage you cross I think I I agree and so that's really hard to navigate because it's it seems like well I want to be around my parents as they age but also like you gotta make decisions for for you yeah for what aligns with the quality of the life you want to have and that you want your children to have. Absolutely. And this is going to take us to our next point about where, what draws you to a place. And that for you and I, I know is nature. Yeah. Huge, huge part. And we talk about this. We always say like, what is it 
about nature hmm. that draws us. And I think this is really interesting to think about. It's really, it could be its whole own episode. Absolutely. I think. Absolutely. Because so Haley and I, we lived in Bend, Oregon for a year, me a little bit longer than you, because I met Maris there and I had to oh. stick around for, for the boy. Um, and then bring them on back. Bring them on back to Texas now. <laughs> bring it on in Amaville. I was like, what is that from? Justin Timberlake, SNL. Bring it on in to Texas now. Screech! <laughs> <laughs> I swear to God you said screech the first time too. Mm, so we'll listen funny. back. Okay. Um, yeah, so what is it about nature? So Haley and I, we lived in Oregon. And let me tell you, this is hilarious. That... When I tell you I had no idea about mountains, I'm going to explain that to you. No, we and we had the we had, same vision separately and then didn't want to com- <laughs> confess that we dreamt this in our minds and ah. our imaginations. <sighs> Sister, she's getting worked up too. And then we said it to each other and, and we confirmed that we were both creeps. Yes, that this is this is what we thought. Okay, so we were flying in to Portland, Oregon. And we were going to be taking a shuttle through the mountain pass <laughs> to Bend, Oregon, this Central Oregon. This is what was told to us. Yeah, they said you're, the, the instructions said you're going to go over uh, Mount Hood to get to Central mm-hmm. Oregon, like where Bend is. You'll go up over it, and you'll come down, and yes. you'll be in. Yeah. We thought this shuttle was going to climb a mountain, teeter at the peak, yeah, like and go down the we, other side. Yeah, how would we? I pictured. I pictured a teetering. Teeter. Yeah. The bu- the bus get kind of caught in the middle. Yeah, we're morons. We think, what are we, like Mrs. Frizzle on the Magic School it bus? Felt like that. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, we had no idea, really, because we're from Texas, y'all. We didn't know about the mountains like that. And so, and also, we were idiot, like... Also, we live in our imagination Yeah, also, our, my imagination's so much cooler than real life. Yep. Like, what if we were We're living teetering? two lives. <laughs> pandemic and imagination Imagination. (laughs) anyways so we had no clue and whenever we got there we were in awe of the lifestyle that you could have outdoors kind of which I know that seems silly we were I I was no I was 20 when we moved there and you were 22 yeah yeah that's right Mm -hmm. and so we were young and we just we just had not been exposed to that kind of lifestyle truly I was going to say, because we lived, we also lived in North Carolina for a bit and did a little bit of traveling, but not, not too much. I, I think our minds just weren't formed yet. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to go with that. And so being there, being around nature, like, I'm sorry, but like getting yeah. to go hike up and down the Deschutes River Trail whenever you wanted. Like whenever, because it's right there. Going and hiking Smith Rock, uh, floating the Deschutes River in the summer. like The Cascade Mountains and your backdrop, s- but every second. Yes, skiing, everything. It, it literally, we didn't know about it. And it, it kind of, you know, ignited something in us. And we, we have this we have this memory of standing on the Deschutes River Trail on this little cliff looking at the water rushing through the Deschutes River on mm-hmm. these rocks. Mesmerized for like 20 minutes. And we were like, why is it that we can watch this water go over, over these rocks rock. for so long? And it's so invigorating yeah, to it- me personally. Physiological reaction, feeling excited, feeling like 
a new person at the end of watching some dumb water go over some dumb rocks. Well, and without getting like too in depth, you know, psychological, I think that there's something in nature that is in us, you know, and all the time we're surrounded with things that are very unnatural Mm -hmm. that it's hard to see ourselves in. And I'm not saying that I look at a river and a rock and I see myself. I'm saying that there's something in that that is a part of me Yeah, and that, you know, we come from the earth. I mean, without being too creepy, but like, you know, I think that there, that is that, it's part of that connection. Yeah. And I think it's really important to us. And it reminds us of a part of us that gets lost in, um, a different way of living because, and I don't, I don't want to like knock people that love to live in cities because there are people that get rejuvenated by that. That isn't wrong or weird. No, but, but this is something that you and I have in common and a huge value that Maris and I have in common and why I think, you know, they say with your partner, you should have like similar values. Like that's an important thing to have values. Of course. Yeah. yeah. And one of the things that we really share, cause I met, I met him in there, Oregon yeah. and he was a fly fishing guide, super outdoorsy. And of course he came here for me because <clears throat> my family's here and I know, See? No, I know. And I know he, he's kind of suffering from the loss of his hobbies, but, but to me, this thing that you, he and I share about nature, I know that we want to raise our children to be really grounded by nature. Mm -hmm. And we want to raise children that can be and play outside and do really great adventures like fishing, like camping, all this kind of stuff that is a little bit more difficult here in the DFW area. And what I'm saying, why I'm saying that is because to me, and I know, and I know this is my own choices, right? but to me, my life is not supposed to be working, coming home, Mm -hmm. watching TV, going to sleep, waking up, looking at my phone, going, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just, that feels so wrong to me personally in so many ways. And I know it does for you too. And for my husband. And so we're dying. It's like that little part of you is, is dying kind of. Yeah. And you don't. And to the point where you, the three of us went to Page, Arizona This um, August, this past (laughs) August, we went through the canyon um, and we were kayaking through Lake Powell and paddle um, paddle boarding through Lake Powell. And just that being there for those four days was so rejuvenating. Such a recharge, but not a recharge in a in a typical sense of the word. Like it recharges your soul. Like it reminds you of something that is a big part of you that you just haven't been talking with in a while or something and when you leave it you're like why is this not a part of my everyday life if it could be this kind of connection to nature and and I remember too on that trip you know I dropped my phone in the lake on the first day I bought you this bottom dropped my phone in the bottom of the lake (laughs) I bought you this waterproof necklace for your phone and it just snapped off sorry snapped off and sank it was <laughs> a floating, float. a floating phone case. Walmart, go to hell. 
Um, so, but the thing is, is that I didn't care. Yeah. Like, of co- I don't think having technology and being connected to people is bad. I think it's wonderful. Mm-hmm. But like, I, I find myself so attached to my phone. I just look to my right, my phone sitting right there with the message, you know? Right. And it's like, what, what would I rather, you know, would I rather those days of me being out there and losing losing my phone but having this recharging experience or like did I miss a message yeah I'm with you I I really don't like the hold of technology on on my life and and I'm not I hope no one thinks I'm judging about this I'm talking about for myself these are the way the ways that I feel you know, and, and I'm, and people might have very different experiences about this and the type of lifestyle they want to live. And I don't think that's wrong. I think that being human and living our life is difficult and we should do the things that make us feel the best. Yeah. I mean, not in like a selfish way, but I just, or mean, like a numbing way. No, but I'm just saying you should be living a lifestyle that really makes you feel good about your life and mm, time well spent. Right. And I think that is, that's one of the things that's really come up so much this year with the three of us is uh, the lack of nature. And it's because, it's it's not just because we love nature. It's it's that also when everything else is kind of taken away. Right, when we're so limited. What are you left with? And it even got down to a point at the beginning, I remember, we were like, man, I wish we grew our own food. Oh, I know. Because there was a time at the beginning when it got kind of scarce. Yeah, you know? we and were people, ner- everyone was kind of nervous about food. Yeah, and you kind of wished that you were more self-preserving? Um, no. no uh, Self-sustainable? Yes. You know, so there's something also to that that I think is, you know, appealing to, to, our, to our souls that... I'd like a place to grow my own food. Yeah, and like work, putting your work and your labor and using your body and your energy to make the things that then nourish you. Yeah. You know, and then obviously I don't care if people go to stores. I go to stores, you know. Yeah, I think it's funny too through this quarantine how when you and I started running, well, first of all, from the very first week of quarantine, I was going on two walks a day. One, one when I first woke up and one in the evening because I had to get outside and moving because I was obviously stuck inside with just my husband and I for that first yeah. two months. And you just sometimes we needed space. Sometimes I needed to clear my head and being in this house like I would just I would have those two times where I'd go listen to podcasts or music and walk. I made like a quarantine playlist, I remember. And that really helped me. And then whenever you and I started doing couch to 5k in June and we worked up to, you know, running three miles every time we ran it, something about that just on this concrete neighborhood around some parks, yeah, that being attached to nature and that small weight was so uplifting and, and I love it so much that I want more of it. But here's the next part. I wonder if it's what I'm thinking. Climate. Oh. What were you going to say? I thought you were going to say that, you know, we build these places up to be perfect, but there's a downside to Oh yeah, every, everything. You know, like no place, no place is, is perfect. perfect. And that, you know? I think that kind of goes with the climate thing. Even some places that I think actually really are 
pretty perfect, they all have some sort of sacrifice you would be making. Absolutely. And one that is really hard for us to sacrifice is climate. Yes, because we will look up seriously. (laughs) I'll be like, oh my gosh. I found it. Maine. We're going to move to Maine, all three of us. We're going to have a compound. I'm kidding. Um, But... I, I'll get really excited about a place and then we'll start researching it and Maris will be like, you realize that mm. in daylight savings, main, uh, the sun goes down at like 3.30. And I was like, no! <laughs> we would shrivel up and die! <laughs> and of course the winter's and cold, but I mean, that was a, that, for that one, that was a big, no, no, I can't do that. Yeah. And then some of like the freezing cold weathers being Texas girls is kind of hard to consider like I said comfort you're used to what you're used to mm-hmm. um being in Bend Oregon actually surprising people always think it's like cold and rainy there because of Portland right. but Bend is on the other side of the mountains where it you is you just have to sunny. take a bus teeter on the top and then you're over to sunshine land <laughs> it is sunny 300 and like 50 days a year or something yep. crazy like that it is really dry desert it's called it's considered high desert and so it doesn't ever rain but it does snow but it's really powdery snow Mm -hmm. and so it's good skiing but um there's always every time we think of a place we'll think like oh what about like southern california the weather's so perfect you can't afford it and the traffic's (laughs) crazy (laughs) or like parts of colorado and we'll the parts that we want are a little bit too uh what am i remote the yeah. parts that we have like looked we at. we would be trapped at our homes or in our cabins for like three or four months or something. And, and Haley and I are trying to convince Maris about Page, Arizona, but oh he man. thinks it's too small. Oh. I find that really hard to believe that he feels that way. I think he just wants to oppose us in every chance he can. Mm. <laughs> and also another thing I've thought of before, you know, we found good places and then we're kind of spoiled here about the diversity that we have here oh among my gosh. people and culture. And I think I've gotten mm. really used to that too. And it's important and it's it's a value. And it's then like you second find, nature. Yeah, you find some gorgeous place somewhere and then it's like totally homogenous. And you're like, oh my God, would I, is it like, would I feel that being around the same kind of people? Yeah, it's interesting. Even through food, art, music, and just every day being around people, you really don't realize how much energy diversity brings mm-hmm. to you as an individual. It, it's it's funny. I don't think it's something people think about that much. Yeah, and a well-rounded mind. Right. And, and for your children to see people that are different from them and grow up around people who are different from them, I think is really important. Mm-hmm. because you want to make sure that they don't think the world just looks and acts like them. Right. And I think this is another like almost option of like a lifestyle. Some people want to live in a place, you know, that's perfect and attends to every value and every need that they have. And then there's some people that are like, this is a cheap place and it can be my home base. And then for diversity and for nature and for culture and all that, I'm just going to travel all the time, Yeah, you know, and, that's, that's makes sense too. Uh, yeah, and I think that maybe one is, you know, better for a different financial bracket. Yeah. But <laughs> well, and something that we have talked about in the same vein is my grandfather who is no longer with us but who I 
hold very high. One thing about him was that mm-hmm. he settled into a place with my grandmother. Like they settled into yeah. a town, a really small town in West Texas that I think most people would think is nothing special. Um, and they built a life there that was so beautiful and got so involved in the community. And he was a, a small business owner. He owned, um, his own grocery stores and it's like, we've made a full circle in the conversation. What do you mean? Because the very first thing we talked about is why you would stay in a place and it's for comfort and community and the comfort of being known and giving back. Oh yeah. Yeah. Because his, his life to me is very fulfilling. Oh my God. A hundred percent. And like he seemed like a lot of our role models. Yeah. He had a fulfilled life because he was a hundred percent where he was giving a hundred percent of who he was. And he just, they just enjoyed everything about living there. Like they just went knee deep in it. No, I mean, not knee deep. They went all the way in. I was going to say something else, but it was inappropriate. Um, (laughs) yeah. And so they just went there, you know, like they moved there, they put their whole everything into that place. And I think there's something really beautiful about that. And there's something that's pulling on me for sure to want to do that, but find the place. I know exactly where where to live. This section is where to live. Screech. So honestly, <laughs> we have th- we're having this episode not because we have any answers at all. Can y'all tell us where to go, what to yeah. do, what you're doing? And, and do you like, like your life? You need to move? What are you going to do? Where are you going to go? Is it perfect? Tell <laughs> us. <laughs> and what's the balance between having like a local wonderful community and putting your roots down and also... Well, I just want to say this too. If you talk to... 99% of the people we know here in Dallas and you'll say like why are you here mm-hmm. they'll say because of the people right and the economy sometimes but mm-hmm. it's like the people and for instance our neighborhood that we live in in Oak Cliff it's so nice to know people like you're on a walk and people stop and wave at you because they know you you go into a store you know the owners you know people who are the patrons there regularly it's there is something so sweet about this place. That you think doesn't exist in other places? No, I do. I oh. do think it does. I'm just saying, when you ask people why they're yeah. here, they love the people, community. Yeah. And that is not a uh, frivolous answer. No, I think it's a really, really special meaningful. answer. So and I think we're just, for ourselves and asking all of you, why do you live where you live? Does it do matter you? enough? Yeah. And... If you could choose anywhere, where, where would, would it, it be, be and why? And why, yeah. And we'd love to hear, we'd love to hear your answer to those things. Where do you live? Is it enough? And if not, where do you want to live and why? Yeah, and maybe also I wouldn't mind hearing what people's thought processes have been through quarantine. Like, have your thoughts been similar to well, us? And haven't, there's been so many things about people moving and yeah, also just being more mobile yeah people Um, getting remote jobs they can work from home and they're like wait I just realized if work doesn't matter I shouldn't be living here yeah I can work anywhere um so yeah I've just seen like on TikTok or different things people buying vans renovating them and traveling around and working remotely in those vans and I think that's pretty interesting it's Mm -hmm. almost like this this little push that quarantine's kind of started 
about you should live where you want to live because it, before this year, it was a huge population growth in metropolitan cities in the United States. Like it was, it was the, the largest amount of people living in cities in the history. And like, it was less rural populations. Um, like everything was moving towards city living, but I've heard so many podcasts, read so many stories. I felt like this year of people who started working remotely and were like, I'm going to go live where I want to live in the Catskills in New York or 100%. And I think that being in a pandemic makes you re, uh, reevaluate all kinds of things about yourself and life and the longevity of life and the precariousness of life. And we need to be making choices not to be not to like put on too much pressure, but like making choices that really matter for us in the moment, you know, because life is happening. Yeah. It's not the dress rehearsal, right? So if if it's the life you want to be living, make sure you're doing it. Make sure it aligns yeah. to what you want. And that, that does bring on some wow. pressure. But it's also kind of... But a playful yes. a playful pressure. Yeah, <laughs> it's also very exciting to think, I can I can live this life how I want to. Right. It's, it's where very, I want to. Very simpler way-ish. Yes. You know, we start to feel pressure like, where am I going to be? What am I going to do? You know, it's only one life. But like... What if you move You've somewhere? Only get one shot. Do not miss your chance, chance to blow. Because God's opportunity comes once, once in, in a lifetime, lifetime, yo. Little Eminem. Not M- peanut Eminem. <laughs> but I'll let you continue. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I was just saying that also it's okay to try things even if it's a place where you live. I know there's Yeah, times- like if you move there and you're like, no. I can't do this. This isn't the sun right. Goes down at three thirty. Yeah, it was Move a good back. guess, but nope. Try somewhere else. Yeah, that's okay. It reminds but me of Amy Joe Martin telling us on our episode about her renovating the or selling their whole house, getting an RV, and traveling. And they did that. Came home and are looking for their new adventure already. And quarantine is still happening. Mm-hmm. Like, just try stuff too, maybe. I know, and I think, but uh, it is hard. Maris and I were talking about this: how the older you get, yep, ugh, oh, the more difficult. Like when we were Them young, ties, it's like we they were, get tighter. We were moving and grooving. I mean, Didn't we moved to North care. Carolina, me Florida, you Spain, Bend, Oregon, me West Texas, back to Dallas, and it was just like bop, bop, bippity bop. I'm all over the map. Let's do this. And now it's like, okay, let me think yeah. about this. And you're thinking about all these things you've never thought about before and things that are keeping you there. And it's, I mean, it can be difficult to cut the ties. But I think there's something really beautiful in holding that sense of spontaneity with us throughout our lives. Yeah. You know, because otherwise you never take another risk. You never try anything new. You know, you're living in fear of the future and don't want any change, which I think makes us older. Yeah. And I'm not saying... I think it's a balance of it, you know? Yeah. Obviously, if you start making a family and you want to feel more down. rooted, that's, that's a, a different... Thing. Yeah, it's a different level of maturation, but you you don't have to, like, stop being playful with life either, you know? Yeah, I agree. Well, that was that was a fun conversation about a topic that we have been discussing, and so we thought we'd open up this discussion with you guys. This wasn't like a, hey, hope you... 
hope you got something out of this, but kind of. Maybe you've been having these questions and it helps you to know that other people are thinking about it, our perspectives on it. Maybe it aligns with you. Maybe it doesn't. That's totally fine. Mm -hmm. But sometimes it's good to have these conversations out loud because I don't think we're alone in this conversation. It was kind of nice talking through it, even though I don't feel tons better about it. Even though we talk about it about three times a day. Yeah. Okay. We we need to do our pledge. Yeah. No matter where we go or where we live, we'll always have our pledge. pledge. We might not be the United Mates in America one day. I pledge allegiance allegiance to the flag of the United Mates in America for now. And rarely in public for now is where we stand for now. One ship. I said one for ship. I said one for ship. I said nation. One friendship under God for now. Okay. Indivisible for now. And just us for all for now. And thank you for listening for now. We will see you guys next. Uh, we'll talk to you like next week. And we hope you guys figure, figure out, out where, where you want to live. live. Ba-da, 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 ba-da. Live pretty. <laughs>